right, welcome to Pro Football Doc Podcast. A uh, little different format today. This is live streamed through OutKick and Pro Football Doc Podcast and ProFootballDoc.com. And this is our features segment. And we want to get to guests, but there's so much to talk about. Jam-packed uh, podcast today. There's, we've already done an injury rundown that's posted for all the specific injuries and the beast of the week which is a can't-miss uh, watch and listen. But here we go with some topics for uh, now. We're going to talk about Dak. Then we're going to talk about Alex Smith and his incredible return and really the other side of what it means, Haskins, Kyle Allen, etc. We're going to cover why there's been a lot of illnesses this year, and I'm not talking about COVID in the NFL, a lot of other illnesses, including Dwayne Haskins uh, with the stomach flu. Then we'll talk about some of the field view, the right and wrongs, uh, injury indexes, and that will take up our time right here. But let's start with Dak Prescott. By now, most of you know what his injury was, ankle fracture, dislocation, open. It's not Alex Smith. He's done for the season. He'll be back week one. We talked about it on Fox Sports Radio with Clay. There's an article at OutKick and other things. But I want to impress on you that as bad as everyone feels for Dak, he's still going to be R-I-C-H rich. Well, he already is, right? But with all his endorsements and his stuff, but he's still gonna get a mega deal. Now, is he gonna get franchised this March or get his mega deal? That I don't know. But if the Cowboys don't sign him, someone else will. This is not a career ender. And this does not change the, the trajectory of his career. Is his ankle going to ever be brand new? No. Is any car that is in a car accident ever brand new? No. But what does it mean? A car that gets fixed up at the body shop can still run very well. And that's what Dak's ankle will be. He will be able to be mobile. I've brought up the example already, and this is permission from Darren himself a friend patient in his second year he had a similar ankle fracture dislocation and he went on to a 14-year career and who can argue that anyone is ever as quick as Darren Sproles he's among the elite in his quickness and change of directions and he did it for at least a dozen years after that so Dak's trajectory is still good he won't be 100% by March when the Cowboys need to make a decision I think his agent and others are putting out a four to six month recovery now. I think it's longer, it's six to nine to get to really good. But by four months, but by March, there'll be a good trajectory and you're gonna be able to make a decision to sign him or someone else will if the Cowboys don't tag him or sign him. So thankfully, I think uh, the news is good for Dak. Not this year, but long term. I, I know the fear was he didn't sign the long-term deal and now he's going to suffer some permanent injury. I don't think that's going to be the case. He's getting good care in Dallas, the er emergent surgery. There are some fundamental differences between this case and Alex Smith. I mean, this is an ankle surgery that's done outpatient. I've done it many times. With the open wound, it makes it more urgent, but it's a simple matter to wash it out. And, uh, you know, in a weird way, even though there are all sorts of different bugs in an artificial turf, might be better that it was turf than grass where Alex Smith was, where there was, the, where they quote, picked sock out of his wound. And 
Alex Smith's fracture and injury didn't put him in this predicament. It was the infection that happened that put him in the predicament. Now the infection was part of the injury, I suppose, because of the open fracture, but the fact that the infection lingered is what did it. Do not anticipate that to be the case with Dak. And as you guys all know, I try and bring good news. And that's the only piece of good news I can bring in all of this. Incredibly painful. But I do want to shout him out for uh, one thing here. If you go to the Pro Football Doc site uh, and uh, you can sign up for free, we posted this within a minute or two afterwards. And if you go to the videos, you see Baker Mayfield, other things, but Dak Prescott video. Here's what I want you guys to see. And this was live, we do a breakdown here, uh, what it is, of the injury video. But let me show you something here. Watch when it happens. Not for the faint of heart, look away, look away, look away, if you don't, uh, okay. Okay, here we go. The right ankle gets caught right there. And Everts, unintentional. This is why horse collars were banned, but this is not a horse collar. Now watch, if we freeze it here, what do you see? This knee's pointing forward, this knee's pointing forward, this foot and toes are pointing forward, this one's pointing down. Knee's pointing north, toes pointing east, more than east. Now, for the really faint of heart, don't look anymore. I just want to bring up to show you how tough Dak is. He, his ankles, his foot's pointing the wrong direction. What's his reaction? Call for help? Lay there? No. His reaction is, let me slam it on the ground and try and put it in myself. And then when it falls back out and it isn't staying, then he waves for help. Watch this here. You can see the ankle's not right. At this point, he's got to know it. It's hurting like crazy. You see the defender kind of reacting like, oh my gosh. You see that? He slams it on the ground. Watch this. Once again, he sees it, slams it on the ground to straighten it, but it still flops out. And then he calls for help. I mean, amazing. Um, but wasn't trying to gross anyone out. I was just trying to make a point. Look at that right there. It's pretty obvious. That's why it's the open fracture dislocation. Um, I mean, one of the more easier ones to figure out. And that's some of the things that we do at the website live. And why do we do it at the website instead of Periscope? Because we got shut down on Periscope. DMCA, DCMA, whatever it is, shut down. I guess one time I showed two seconds of the halftime injury report sign, but they shut down the entire account. So uh, we're, we're doing this uh, our own way here, and this one through Periscope as well. Thank you very much to the OutKit guys for allowing us to do this. Let's move on to the second topic here. Alex Smith, San Diego kid, horrific what happened to him with the infection can't think more of him and his family. What a great guy. Love that he made it back. Unbelievable that he made him back. Give him the Comeback Player of the Year Award. Name it the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year Award. 
he doesn't need to see the field again, give it to him. He's done it. He doesn't need to prove anything else. The bad news, though, is we've been saying all along, he's got permanent damage, unfortunately. And there's nothing he can do about it. Look, did he look good out there? He looks 37 times more mobile than I ever would in my, when I was 18 or 21 or in my height now. Like, he could hop on one leg better than I could run. He's faster than Philip Rivers and more mobile than Philip Rivers, my buddy. But Philip gets rid of the ball. He's never been known to run. Alex has been a two-dimensional guy, run and throw. And he just didn't look the same. And it's not his fault. He can't do it. You saw the video coming out of the garage, uh, out of the front door in the, in the driveway in front of his garage of that foot flopping around. No nerve muscle control. He plays with an ankle foot orthosis. This is the NFL. I mean, though the defenders are so fast and strong, mentally, he's been out of the game for two years, so maybe the processing will get quicker, he can get to release the ball. But the physical attributes aren't going to change. So either Alex Smith has to become someone who gets rid of the ball quickly on rhythm, or somebody, he's just got to learn a new way to play if he's going to really be in there. And I feel bad for him. And if you look at his stats here, uh, well, let's look at a couple of plays. If we look at Alex Smith in a couple of plays, this is from Game Pass here. And uh, so Alex Smith, this is in the third quarter as he's playing. He got sacked six times, lost 41 yards. Yes, the, the, there were some offensive line issues on the Redskins, and it's Aaron Donald and company. But tell me, as you look at the mobility here, is this Alex Smith? I mean, wait till you see the end zone view. There's a big hole that he scoots through. Russell Wilson scoots through this hole. Daniel Jones scoots this, through this hole. Josh Allen gets through this hole. Watch this. Alex Smith goes through this hole normally. Boom, gone. But he can't accelerate and get through the hole. A healthy Alex Smith is out the gate for a 10, 15-yard gain or more. The current Alex Smith can't do that. And that's the deficiencies. And I'm not hating on the guy. Yes, the Giants have right guard, some center issues. The very next play, what happens? Okay, can he get out? Can he do something? Can he step up? He's, he's choppy, lucky to get out of the end zone. Strong work. But that makes life tough. And if you look at the stats in the game, once again, not hating on him. Those, the Rams have a great defense and an offensive line there. The offensive line has some issues. Alex Smith. Look, six sacks for 31 yards loss. I said 41, sorry. QBR 3.2. Quarterback rating 58.7. But here's the number. 5.7 yards average per pass is not good. Look at Jared Goff, 10.3, that's good. Eight's about where you want to be, or higher than eight. 5.7, not good. Alex Smith had 2.2. 17 passes, nine completions, 37 yards. 17 passes to gain 37 yards total, 2.2 yards average. Uh, that's, just, that's, that's just tough. That's what it is, unfortunately and uh, feel bad for the guy. And 
Kyle Allen had to have been hurt. He was cleared to play, but he clearly wasn't 100%, as Ron Rivera said. Ron Rivera, he's a great guy, great coach. He's one of my friends, him and his wife and his family, uh, Stephanie, etc. I feel for the cancer treatment he's going through, the chemotherapy. But Ron Rivera is such a player's coach. He does not, he sees it. He wouldn't leave Alex Smith in there to get more punishment. But Kyle Allen wasn't 100%, so Alex Smith was his best choice. Dwayne Haskins wasn't even in the building. He had the stomach flu. So Kyle Allen's already declared the starter for next week, and that absolutely makes sense. The question is, who's number two? Look, Alex Smith either needs to retrain and get rid of the ball, and they need to you know, have new pass protection schemes and new routes for him, but that game plan doesn't work for Alex Smith based on his physical limitations. The old Alex Smith, no problem. He can, you know, go out of that and make something happen. The current version isn't going to happen in the, the, and it's not going to change based on the physical nature of his injuries, the muscle loss. I don't want to really gross you out and show the picture of literally like, you know, no muscle tissue, no skin coverage, and the bone hanging out there. That was on ESPN's Project 11, okay? I'm not even going to show you that, but that's uh, grotesque, even way more grotesque than the Dak Prescott one, uh, stomach turning. That even, bother, that even bothers medical professionals. But anyways, let's celebrate Alex Smith. The more interesting thing, though, is I've seen this before. Dwayne Haskins, and I was saying it yesterday in the war room among the guys, something must have happened. You don't go from first-round draft pick, the guy, to number three and not in the building. If you need a timeout to reset, you go to number two and learn. He went from one to not in the building, and now there's rumors of a trade, and there's rumors of he was stat bragging after a loss. There's rumors of poor study habits. I don't know what's true or not. But I think it's one of the things I've always said. If the outside narrative is that the team is doing something really dumb and it doesn't make sense, it's only because we on the outside don't know the reality. And for people to second guess Ron Rivera and say, well, if you weren't sold on Dwayne Haskins, you should have signed Cam Newton. I get that, but I think he was wholeheartedly sold in trying to make it work with Dwayne Haskins and didn't want Cam Newton looking over his shoulder. But whether something happened, either he doesn't see the talent, he doesn't see the study habits, he doesn't like the stat bragging or whatever it is, to go from out and maybe traded. And did he really have the stomach flu? I don't know. I mean, and yes, it's the COVID era and we'll talk about that. But that was pretty telling to not even be around. And uh, I think uh, Kyle Allen's gonna start, but Washington may have to make other moves. And uh, I know it's the feel good story of the year and Washington has had their difficulties with everything, but um, all I know is Alex Smith, comeback player of the year, permanent name for the award. Illnesses, next topic. 
we're not even going to go into COVID. I did, did too many impromptu periscopes on COVID this week and the games. Yes, the NFL's back against the wall. There's going to be a week 18 of games, you know, flip-flopped. I love Tom Telesco's comment is, if you're not prepared for change, and you know, because the Chargers had four games switched, you're not ready for 2020. It's just what it is. I love that from Tom Telesco. Uh, I overlapped with Tom some at the Chargers. I wish I overlapped more. Uh, really like him and respect him. Any case, why are there so many illnesses? You see on practice reports, illness out. You see Dwayne Haskins out. There's all sorts of things. Why? These are not COVID-related illnesses because if you have COVID, you're on the COVID list. These are other natural illnesses. And remember, flu season is coming. Not COVID season. I'm just saying regular flu season. And the NFL normally gives vaccinations for the regular influenza virus to all its team members because you don't want it running through. Uh, last year or the year before, the Patriots had 10 guys fly down on a separate plane to a game against the Texans because they had influenza. So it's been around before and you get the vaccine and the virus. But what did I say this off season? There's no such thing as the Michael Jordan flu game anymore. If you have the flu or a temperature, even if you test COVID negative, you're not going to play. In the past, it was, here's an IV, suck it up, can you play? We'll, we'll give you your own hotel room on the road. We'll fly you in a different row on the plane. We'll fly you down on a separate plane to not infect the team, but we're gonna want you part of the team and going. That's not happening. That's why you see all these illnesses pop up on the injury report. Because in the past, a guy would be ill, but he'd be limited practice or be practicing through a cold or flu or elevated temperature. Now you can't enter the building if you have a temperature. So that's why when you're not in the building, you become a DNP, did not practice, and you need a reason. And so now the reason becomes illness. Those teams are not hiding COVID. It's just part of the COVID protocol. There are not more illnesses in the NFL this year. Well, maybe with COVID there may be, but not there. There's still the regular number of regular illnesses, but they're just being called out and listed now, and that's why you see the the proliferation of illnesses out there. All right, let's go to the right and wrong section, but uh, let's go to the Outkick article here. Been, I'm not a tout. I'm not a gambler. Yes, I'm the FanDuel injury expert, but it's for injuries. It's not for props, it's not for fantasy, it's not for DFS, it's not for wagering. But I try and look at injuries to allow for where the line doesn't account for it. So line or point advantages related to unseen injuries. Look, everybody knows if Saquon Barkley is out. Everybody knows when the starting quarterback is out and you account for it in the line. But do you really know when there are other things that are out there? For example, we mentioned earlier uh, with the Rams and the Washington. Do people know about the center and the right guard? And then when you factor in Aaron Donald and company and the pressure up the middle, okay, it didn't help that, didn't hurt that uh, Alex Smith immobile came in, but eight sacks and the Rams cruised. So every week we've been doing five of these. I better talk about them before I have a really, really bad week. We've been lucky enough to be four and one for week one through three. 
three one and one week four and now four and one again but let's go over the article that we published on Saturday on Sunday morning at Outkick here first thought was Eagles nine out of eleven positions on offense affected by injury and what do you see here a D plus for the Eagles pass offense only D grade of the season so far why one two three four five all five offensive linemen with issues Lane Johnson didn't finish the game with his ankle. Thankfully, Kelsey's the healthiest one. Brandon Brooks been out for a long time with his Achilles. Isaac Samulo recently placed an injury reserve with the knee. Uh, and Andre Dillard, biceps. Jason Peters flipped over from right guard to left tackle. And now he's uh, uh, on, on injured reserve, Jason Peters. Alshon Jeffrey hasn't been back yet. Jalen Rieger out with an ulnoclateral ligament on his thumb. Deshaun Jackson hamstring. Dallas Goddard, the only two healthy positions here, running back and quarterback. Once had a pretty good game, and Miles was a beast. Miles Sanders was a beast. But overall, look at the Steelers' defense coming off a bye. Just by injuries, that's why we said Steelers, and uh, they, it was closer than I thought, because what happened to the Steelers on offense? Zach Banner was injured, David DeCastro went out, and Mike Pouncey went out. And that slowed him down some. But in any case, that was a victory. Jets' medical struggles continue. The Jets, you know, defensively, linebackers, cornerback, offensively struggles. Arizona, so uh, Juan easily going away, covered the seven. The Rams we covered. Look, the injuries pointed to two West Coast teams with a three-hour time change playing a 10 a.m. West Coast time game and they both dominated, so we got lucky there. Cowboys, offensive line, linebacker, cornerback issues. So offensive line, there we go. All the, Both tackles, the center, the right guard recovering from ACL, both linebackers, so whoops, that's in the Giants, both linebackers out, both cornerbacks with issues, lots of injuries, issues on the Cowboys. Thankfully, we stayed away. I said uh, at plus 330, money line is tempting, but Playing for a closer contest within a two-score game, plus nine was the safe play, and glad that that was the case because uh, they lost by three in the last minute. The Sunday night shootout is a loss. The number went up to 56 and a half. Both defenses at a C plus. It should have been an offensive show. Who would have thought Seahawks would be shut out in the first half? I didn't. And even so, it got close. It got into the mid-50s. And uh, the opening line, was 49 and a half. But at the time of posting the article, it ballooned to about 57. So we counted as 57, so that's a loss. It's four and one. But let's go to some other uh, right and wrongs here. Um, my assistant, Darnold, likely out for Sunday. That's a right. Um, uh, Buccaneers, skill position, we talked about that. Evans pushed through Thursday Night Football. Le uh, uh, Darius Leonard to miss in week four, that's correct. Jimmy Garoppolo returned, that's good. Deshaun Jackson, uh, uh, you know, out, that's uh, reasonable. Those are easy. Mostert, I think I'm a little bit wrong on. I thought he might play, but he was way more effective than I thought he would be. Uh, and I'd say the same for um, the Raiders uh, wide receiver, uh, Henry Ruggs. Only two catches, but like two touchdowns and 100 plus yards in those two catches. 
you could say he wasn't that effective, only two catches. I wasn't sure he would be effective when he played, but 100-plus yards, two touchdowns, that, that's definitely wrong. The Jets struggle. We talked about some of these picks. Those are all right there. And obviously the uh, over on the Sunday night was uh, incorrect. So it's not perfect. We try and do what we can. Uh, but in general, that's the whole point. Sign up at profootballdoc.com to see some of your own injury advantages. If you're trying to decide between two running backs in fantasy, look at the defense. Uh, you can go to my teams and enter your fantasy team and get one-page updates of who's in and who's out and what's likely to happen. Surf it, have fun as an outkick uh, reader. It's free, no credit card, no spamming. There's no ads, we're not selling information. We're celebrating the uh, seed round financing of a million dollars that we just closed, so join up there. Thank you for uh, spending this uh, time with me on Outkick and uh, Periscope and through the Twitter feeds for the Pro Football Doc podcast. Tell your friends. We can get this through all the regular places. Subscribe to the podcast. And I'm told to say, please get do some five-star ratings. If it's four-star or three-star, not so much. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> five-star ratings, no, if you like it. And uh, thank you for all, everyone who's saying thank you for the free stuff. I really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you again. All right, welcome everybody, Pro Football Doc Podcast. We're going to do something a little bit different today, a little bit different for a couple of reasons. We're going to go live stream at 2 p.m. Eastern, sorry, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern time through Outkick channels. But I wanted to get out the injury rundown, and that's what we're going to do right now. So we're going to go a little bit out of order here. Take all of the injury questions at the end here but run through QB, running back, wide receiver, and try and hit all the things. This is usually part two of the podcast, and we'll finish off with a can't-miss beast of the week. By the way, thank you guys all. You guys did it. Thank you. What did you do? I've been telling you guys the, the website's free after our million-dollar seed round, and you succeeded in what our developer said was impossible, which is crashing the website. When we drove people and said, look, go to the website to look at the DAC video because we didn't want to get shut down by Periscope with the DMCA, DCMA, whatever takedown stuff where they banned our whole account. You guys responded and at one point, I mean, I won't get into the specific numbers, but multiple tens of thousands of people were looking at the video and it crashed the site momentarily. So congratulations to that. Uh, new challenges for our applications and software developer people but uh, so the website was briefly injured but it's uh, probable and ready to go for this coming uh, week it's uh, it's up right now it's up for today's uh, tonight's Charger Saints game etc let's go through some things here first of all Dak Prescott we've talked about it I wrote about it at Outkick and go to profootballdoc.com for the video and we walk through that. We're proud to do it in game. I mean, this was a minute or two after it happened. Um, he was still in the locker room and we were saying all this stuff. Unfortunately, ankle fracture dislocation, inside out tearing of the skin, risk of infection, which is why it was an emergent and hospitalization. Fairly straightforward outpatient surgery. If you get over the risk of infection, with the washout and so forth. This will not be an Alex Smith situation. Uh, 
good long-term prognosis. Uh, we talked about other athletes from Gordon Hayward, similar to ones that I've treated, and I can say this because of permission. Darren Sproles in his second year, and he went on to a 14-year career, similar injury, uh, ankle fracture dislocation. Uh, six to nine-month recovery. I get that some have said four to six months. That might be through his agent, because March is the magic number for his contract. I don't think he's gonna be 100% healthy in March. I think it's six to nine months. He will be back for week one, 2021. He will be essentially good as new. Uh, you know, it's a car that's been in a car accident in his ankle, but uh, it should run well. It's not a brand new car, but it should run well. Uh, if there's no infection, this will be his one and only surgery, plates, screws, etc. at least a fibula fracture and deltoid ligament tear and potentially a ligament fracture and a medial malalis fracture. Uh, talus was shifted out of place, but okay. Hopefully no articular cartilage damage, so nothing long-term. He is, should be good enough to be either franchise taggable or get a new contract come March or sign with a new team. Uh, yes, it's disheartening. I mean, he was trying to get the long-term security, didn't get it now but he's still going to be R-I-C-H rich. I mean, I think any escalation of the salary cap from TV contracts will get him more money, will balance off any potential decrease from what he might have gotten this year. So he's still gonna be just fine. His kids will be just fine. And tough recovery, tough injury, but good on him. So that's a quick summary on Dak Prescott. No, there's no shot of 2020, no matter what we say or do. And uh, that's the main one there. The second one we'll talk about is Baker Mayfield. To me, it was clearly a C joint. Is there ribs in addition? I'm sure. Maybe they don't want to talk about the AC. Look, it's not illegal to mention the injury they think is more. For example, uh, you don't say, ACL, MCL, and meniscus tear. You just say ACL and you stop. So whatever injury is most significant, if you're reporting that, that's all you need to say. And they said ribs, the x-rays are negative. But in my 17 years, we saw Baker Mayfield with his arm hanging down at his side now and again. That's not ribs. That's what you do with your AC joint. He was dumped on his shoulder, much like Sam Darnold was dumped on his shoulder and we'll talk about Sam Darnold next. Baker's a gamer. He played and he finished the game. He may miss practice time this week. He may be limited, but he's gonna play in the game next week against division rival Steelers. Book it, count on it. Is he gonna be 100% healthy, 100% comfortable, 100% accurate with an AC joint sprain? Who knows? He's likely to take a pregame injection. Whether it's a rib block or into the AC joint, Baker Mayfield will be there for the Steelers. Sam Darnold was a coaching decision not to play him this week. Remember, he finished that Thursday game with the AC joint sprain. And uh, still a young quarterback, tough situation. They didn't want him to play and not practice, which is what it would have meant. Uh, but I think he's got a reasonable chance this week. Obviously, uh, the veteran Flacco we all now know, what we should have known, is the game's not that easy. 
he's new with this team. He hasn't worked with these guys. He just recently got cleared for his neck. He didn't even have a preseason as limited as it was. He missed the first few weeks of the season. So literally, it's like signing a free agent off the street, and here you go. You're starting the game. It's not that easy to do. Um, what else? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look very good. Hard for me to say whether it was rust or the ankle. Could have been a little bit of both. Maybe he wasn't pushing off on that high ankle on the right and following through. And therefore, it's, you know, he wasn't playing very well and Kyle Shanahan spared him and pulled him out of the game. Uh, ankle, I'm sure it had something to do with it, but I'm not sure if it's all of it. I mean, once again, it's a very tough game and Rust can do that to you as well. Uh, I will get to your, uh, uh, to your comments uh, and so forth in a little bit here. Um, but talking about being saved, let's celebrate Alex Smith. We'll talk about him more um, in the live stream. We'll talk about Dak. Why, first of all, you don't want to miss the Beast of the Week at the end, I promise you. Okay? It's amazing. Alex Smith, he is what he is. We'll break his whole situation down with Dwayne Haskins more in the, in the live stream at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern clearly not 100%, right? But give him the Comeback Player of the Year award right now. Kyle Allen is going to be the starter again as soon as possible. We'll get into Alex Smith and everything else at 5 o'clock as one of the major targets. Let's just continue with the rundown. Drew Locke and Cam Newton were likely to be helped by the Broncos Patriots being pushed back a week. Drew Locke, I think, was going to play, but he'll be even a little bit healthier. Cam Newton, I don't think he was going to play. Drew Locke had the rotator cuff contusion, was limited in practice. I thought he was going to come back for the Broncos. Cam Newton, not enough time. Uh, it's 10 days plus a day, so he would have been just shy if there was a game tonight as originally scheduled. But with the game next week, Cam Newton will play. Stephon Gilmore, a little tighter still. Depends on symptoms or not. Cam Newton, I fully expect him to be the Patriots quarterback. Kind of a side benefit for pushing it back uh, a week there. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, just like you could say with the Titans, pushing back the game might, uh, you know, not having the game might get A.J. Brown back. But we'll talk about that. How about Romo saying it's just a cramp? Well, we'll, we'll cover that. Thank you uh, in the next thing. I hate to go against my guy, Tony, uh, but anyways. Um, running backs, Dalvin Cook. In-game, we uh, talked about it. Adductor, groin strain, pretty obvious. Hard for me to judge degree. Very hard for a runner like him to return to play with that. I didn't think he would come back. I'd be surprised if he came back. And when he came back with his helmet and ran in from the locker room ready to go, a lot of you gave me some grief. And I was like, well, okay, maybe he's being heroic here. It is what it is. And sure enough, he goes in for one play. It's a play-action pass. Doesn't get the ball. Limps, limps off to the left a little bit. There is a pick, but he doesn't come back next series. MRI. The hope is he's going to miss some time. The hope is he can avo avoid the three-week minimum IR, but he's going to miss some time. It has nothing to do with his hamstring from last year. It has nothing to do with his ACL in the past. He's not injury-prone. 
he's a hard runner, it is what it is. Christian McCaffrey, it's looking like the Panthers are gonna be conservative with his high ankle, mild, even though he can come off injured reserve now. He, he hasn't, they haven't opened up the practice window, so that's signaling he's not going to be ready this coming week. And there's no reason to push. He's their franchise, he's got the big contract, the team wants him healthy in the long term. They're not winning in Lombardi this year. And his replacement, Mike Davis, has been killing it. So there's no pressure there. Kareem Hunt did okay with the groin, didn't seem to get worse. Nick Chubb, you know, is said to be six weeks. He's on IR for three weeks, but I think he'll beat the six weeks. Eckler for the Chargers is said to be four to six weeks. I'll bet on Chubb back before Eckler. I think Eckler is gonna be longer than six weeks uh, with that partial tear off the bone. And he did get placed on injured reserve. He didn't for a few days because the charges didn't have a corresponding move, so there was no reason to. And uh, let's get into wide receivers. Uh, the biggest mystery so far right now is DJ Shark. I went back and looked at film. It happened off camera. The camera panned to him as he sort of limped on his left side to the sidelines, left ankle. Late, mid, mid, late fourth quarter did not return. I don't know the severity, whether it's an inversion ankle sprain, high ankle sprain, jammed his ankle. There's no video. I'm waiting for the All-22, which will be out tomorrow, to take a look and we'll report back. Not clairvoyant, didn't see anything off camera. If you guys got video, let me know. We'll have to update you on DJ Chark. AJ Green, hamstring. Some people were calling into question earlier his lack of effort on an interception. Is this contract related? Is this a mild hamstring that he's playing up? Is this is a significant hamstring? I don't think he's injury prone. This is, he's past the ankle issues from before, but AJ Green has been a big disappointment this year and undoubtedly is gonna miss some time now with his hamstring. Sammy Watkins had a, a hamstring that might be multi-weeks as well. He grabbed at it. Uh, Chris Hogan, by in-game, we talked about a left high ankle sprain, and this one may be pretty significant. I think there's no doubt that he goes on injury reserve. I think he'd be lucky to come back after three weeks. This, this is smelling like a six, eight week variety. Hopefully it's not worse than that. We'll know more after the MRI, but don't have a good feeling about Chris Hogan, which would further decimate the Jets. I mean, Jamison Crowder just got back. He's the only really consistently healthy ride receiver. Hogan's had, has had other issues. Perriman's out. You know, the Jets are a hot mess on offense, although they may get Darnold back this week. Hogan will be out coming, going forward. Good news, uh, Deontay Johnson on the punt return, hyperextended his back, got hit in the low back, contusion, sprain, back spasm, more hurt than injured, so I really expect him to play next week, no problem. A.J. Brown has a chance this week, but I think next week is the bigger target for A.J. Brown for the Titans. Julio Jones sat this week. Look, I think that was gamesmanship by the Falcons to uh, say he was game time decision. You don't go from not finishing the game, not finishing the first half against the Packers, making the hamstring worse, not practicing all week to playing. I mean, that just doesn't make medical sense. Um, he might even miss next week, 50-50 for next week. This last week, there was no chance. Devontae Adams, um, he was rested when they played the Falcons because the Green Bay backers had a bye in week five. Week six, six he's gonna play. Devontae Adams is ready to go. 
Michael Thomas, uh, yesterday there was a scare where I, I thought for sure he was going to play. Was very surprised when Adam Schefter said he wasn't. But it turns out there was some sort of altercation with the teammate, and it's discipline-related, not high-ankle-related. And, of course, the Saints have a bye next week, but Michael Thomas will not play tonight. On the offensive line, uh, Kalechi Osemele, the guy who had the controversy with the Jets about his shoulder, suffered a very significant injury. We were only half right on this one. I said extensor tendon, is it quad or patella that gave out on the right leg? Turns out both sides at the same time on an open field play gave out. Pop both, two flat tires at once. Derek Newton with the Texans in 2016 on a pass set tore both patella tendons. Took him two years to make a squad and even then he didn't stick. Osemele I think is more talented but he is 31. He's not coming back this year. He'll be lucky to be ready week one. This is a tough rehab and it's both sides. Not impossible for him to come back but this is a tough blow for Osemele who actually early on turned the Chiefs finesse run game into a power run game. So bad news on Osemele there, major news. Not the first time it's been bilateral. Next up is uh, Lane Johnson getting the second opinion. Let's look at the pattern. He had some sort of ankle surgery in the off season that was said to be minor, he missed lots of time. Barely gets back to an offensive line that is decimated. Tries to play through, can't finish whole games, is in and out of games for a couple of weeks. And this week has to take a card off and can't finish the game. Now going for a second opinion. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, we've seen this movie before. I haven't seen the exact plot line. I don't know what he has. There's rumors of assist. But I'd be surprised if he doesn't go on injured reserve for at least three weeks to get better, take a breath. If anything, I think that's good news because otherwise he's just going to continue to limp along and probably not be that effective. If that happens, the Eagles will have a new first. This week they had all five guys on the offensive line affected with Kelsey with his hip and Lane Johnson and the other three spots out on injured reserve or out for the season or for good. And if Lane Johnson goes on injured reserve, that's four out of five offensive linemen starters. That's unheard of. Their passing grade in the injury index is already a D-plus with all their wide receivers out. It might even go down. I don't think we've ever given out a D before, even all last year. I mean, uh, uh, not good. The Steelers, careful now. They got the victory over the Eagles, but careful on that offensive line. You heard it here first. Zach Banner, right tackle's already out. David DeCastro left with an abdominal injury. Don't know severity. Pouncey, the center left with a foot issue and didn't return. Didn't see it on video. Don't see what it is, but it could be the center right guard and left center right guard and right tackle out for the Steelers. Watch out. They're playing the Browns. Uh, we'll try and look at the injury index early. That might be something that's actionable. Uh, and we'll go through how, knock on wood, in the 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. Eastern live stream, how we've been using the injury index and in field view. To, to get some winners. I mean, our total picks were nine and one, but four and one on the outkick site. And that's been the average for the, for the first five weeks of the season. Let's go to defense. Um, Tristan Hill, we posted 
torn ACL was the thought, and unfortunately that's now been confirmed. But let me say something about this kid. He's the one who was known for the Gator role on Chris Carson. First of all, and he got a lot of flack for it. First of all, Chris Carson was hurt, not injured. Yes, you shouldn't Gator roll anybody like that, grab his ankle. But he played and played well the next week, Chris Carson did. But let me give some kudos to Tristan Hill. Go back and look at the video if you want. He is trying to hold up Daniel Jones to protect Daniel Jones when he then is now takes an off-balance step with his right knee and tears his ACL. So I feel for the kid. He's doing the right thing. He's obviously not a bad kid. I mean, I remember William Hayes tore his ACL a couple years ago for the Dolphins when he was trying not to put his body weight on the quarterback. Richard Sherman and others screamed bloody murder. But this is a case where Tristan Hill was helping a guy, not trying to hurt him. So hopefully this is the information that gets out there on the kid and the gator role gets forgotten or at least balanced out by what he was trying to do with Daniel Jones and hurt himself there. T.J. Watt, tough as can be, just look at the last name. I think he jammed his right shoulder. He came back, shoulder, elbow, subluxation. He's going to play through and be fine. Uh, the Panthers uh, lineman, Yadar Grossmatos, MCL versus high ankle, was rolled up in a pile. Chandler Jones, season over. Distal biceps rupture here, hard to wrap, et cetera. It will need surgery. Um, slight chance for late season return, but essentially done for the year. DJ Reader tore his uh, uh, quad tendon, I think it was, uh, and is done for the season and will need surgery. Um, DJ Reader, uh, new signing there. He's done for the season for the Bengals. Atkins just got back. Lorenzo Carter, Giants linebacker, tore his ACL. Uh, Greedy Williams is now put on injured reserve. Uh, he really hasn't played this year. The shoulder, nerve issues, is it a stinger? Is it a neck issue? There's not been clarity. He's been carried on the active roster. We always say when nerve issues don't get better quickly, they take a long time to get better, and that's where we are with uh, Greedy Williams at this point in time. All right, um, let me take some questions if there are any, but stick around for the beast of the week. You don't want to miss this one. Um, let's see here. I'm going through some things. Jerry Cook be effective tonight. He should be. Enjoy the breakdowns. Thank you. Lane Johnson, we covered. Uh, let's see. Dalvin Cook, we covered. Uh, enjoy the live feeds, thanks. Mike Williams, trending to play, he should be okay. A.J. Brown, we talked about. Amazing to see with Smith, but it's not all good news. I'll cover Tony Romo and the cramp later. Alex Smith, San Diego kid, hooray. We covered Christian McCaffrey. Rieger, still a few weeks off. Uh, Mike Williams tonight, yes. Uh, Cook, we talked about, Eagles O-line didn't look bad. Well, they didn't look horrible, but they did give up some key sacks to Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt. Dax timetable, week one, 2021, good to go. Uh, let's see, Cook, we talked about, NFL went from sport business to a political organization. Yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm just too busy on the injury side. I haven't seen a lot of that over the beginning of the games. Um, Tyrone Smith should retire. Nah, you know, uh, that's up to him. 
sad Chandler Jones. All right, guys, that's good. Let's go to the beast of the week right now. Let's look. The runner-up, and this will show you how amazing he is. The runner-up is Alex Smith. He's a beast of the year for you know comeback player of the year for returning to the NFL. No, he doesn't have danger to rebreak his leg. But you remember that garage driveway video of his family popping champagne or whatever and celebrating that he made the roster? He was limping around, leg flopping. That's who he's playing quarterback with, with and he's not going to get better. Beast, Runner-up beast of the week or making beast of the year, Alex Smith. But I have someone way, way better for you. Take a look at this. If you go to the Pro Football Doc website, it's absolutely free. You go to the Pro Football Doc website, and you go to the video section, and you know, so we have the week five injury recap, early bird special, Baker Mayfield injury, Dak Prescott. These are all in-game that we posted. So here's the Dak Prescott video, and uh, let me show you something here. We do this in-game, okay? And here's what I'm trying to say here. So here he is, Dak, getting rolled up on. His right ankle's caught. And if you look right there, what do you see? You see his knees pointing forward and is parallel to the ground and his toes and foot pointing into the ground. So his knees going north and his foot's going east. Not good, obviously. If we go a little further here, that's even more, right? You see the direction. That's and I should have warned everyone for the faint of heart here, but anyways, that's not a good look. And and you, believe me, when you see it more closely, you'll see it a little bit better here. But watch what happens here, which makes him the beast of the week. Clearly, ankle fracture, dislocation, and we're talking about it live. But watch what he does, and I'll replay it a little bit for you, maybe. Watch what he does. He picks up his leg, slams it back to reduce it. He tries to put it back in himself. So let me show that to you again. See that? Okay, so there he is going down. It's pointing the wrong way. He slams it back to reduce it, but it falls back out. He really tries to put it back in to try and play, it seems like. Watch that. And then it doesn't stay. And then he calls for help. That is unbelievable. And uh, my heart goes out to the guy. He's going to be okay. Well, actually, here, look at this. There's the, I mean, for more, if it's for people that are, I mean, that's pretty obvious, right, What's he got, what he's got right there. And that's why we said open fracture. But literally, he slams it on the ground to put it back in himself to try and stay in the game. That is why Alex Smith is not the beast of the week, but Dak Prescott is the beast of the week. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Doc podcast. You can see all this stuff at profootballdoc.com. It's all free, and we'll live stream later this afternoon on some fun topics. Uh, Alex Smith, Kyle, ha Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, what that all means, why there are more illnesses, non-COVID illnesses this year. We'll talk more about DAC, and we'll go through the right and wrongs uh, for the week. Thanks for listening.